0: This is the Horse Radio Network.
1: This is episode 145 of the Stable Scoop radio show, The Masterson Method. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible.
0: This episode is sponsored by Equestrian Collections. You can visit them at equestriancollections.com, plus Uncle Jimmy's. You can find all of his sweet treats at uncle jimmyscom This is Glenn the Geek.
1: And this is Helena B. And you're listening to the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network.
0: How do you think Uncle Jimmy's feels about me calling this product sweet treat?
1: I loved it. I actually <laughs> mixed it up a little bit there and I was thinking to myself, Coke, Glenn. Coke, Glenn. <laughs> I was very proud of you.
0: Howdy, Uncle Jimmy.
1: (laughs) We love your sweet treats. You know, I was thinking about that today when we were, I don't know which of the shows we were talking about when you said, um, I said, I don't do well on stall rest. Yes. And I I need one of Jimmy's, Uncle Jimmy's hanging balls. Well, he does make a version that's sugar free, doesn't he?
0: Yes, he does, actually, so that it would fit with your diet.
1: Exactly. (laughs) So I'm just asking Uncle Jimmy, can you please maybe make a human version? Eight pounds, baby. Eight pounds? Yes. That's fabulous.
0: I know. In just a few short weeks now, it's going to slow down. You know, now I lost yes. all the water weight. It's going to slow down.
1: Yes, it will slow down. Now I'm going to have to I, work at it like you do. Well, I'm. I'm. I've hit a plateau and I'm stuck at 15 pounds down. I Which can't. isn't shabby. It's not bad. And well, you're I mean, limited too. You can't even walk. I no. I. I can only do like I can go out to the barnyard and I can rake up hay and you know. I can muck my stalls. So that's really the only exercise I could do is that upper body stuff, which really doesn't get your heart rate going.
0: No, and moving your lips for a living doesn't help either. That's not really much <laughs> No, exercise. but that does get your
1: heart rate going. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so I'm happy to just plateau at my 15-pound loss until I talk to the surgeons and figure out what's, what's the next step. I may start to burn more calories once I start physical therapy. I hear yeah. that that's pretty good. So uh, I'm not going to sweat it until then. <laughs> get it?
0: Well, while we're before we get into uh our, our our guests coming up and everything, I just wanted to give our best to everybody that's been affected by the weather over the last several weeks. I know there was a lot of horse farms affected and horse people in mm-hmm. uh, the tornadoes and flooding and you know the our best to all of them. Our thoughts and prayers are with you and you know and it's supposed to continue here for the next couple of days, so
1: so, more unstable weather
0: yes so uh we're recording this on wednesday and of course we just came off of two days of bad bad tornadoes and they're predicting today might even be worse so
1: oh wow i yeah. just feel for those people i really do it's jamie's
0: uh, my host on the my co-host on the morning show her in-laws are from oklahoma norman where those storm where the tornadoes were last night Oh, and it spared their house, but got their neighbors. Um, oh, God. They, they went outside, and it. they said, you know, I'm sure you've seen the pictures. It just looks like a bomb went off. Um,
1: you know, it, it might, be a good, um, might be a good time of year for us to set up a show about uh, emergency handling, things, what, what what to do in emergencies, what horses do when tornadoes come and hurricanes come. Yeah, that probably like that.
0: would be a good idea. And I know there's a couple of places that uh, a couple of the horse councils actually have guides to that. Yeah. So maybe we could get one of them on. That is a good idea. Because uh, uh, we got day, hurricanes coming next.
1: We do have hurricanes next. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the other day, and things, I mean, of course, if the show doesn't revolve around me, but <laughs> um, I was thinking. <laughs> well, it kind of does in a way. <laughs> well, yeah, it does. So, all right. I'll go with it. So we had a really wicked, wicked thunderstorm, and my horses were out. And I, I hate to bring them in because they don't care. You know, they don't mind getting rained on, and they don't have shoes on, and they do have. You know, shelter. They can come into the barn. But I was wondering, well, what would they do if lightning struck? What, you know, if they're standing out in a field, are they going to come, are they going to go under shelter? What typical, what's typical horse behavior when bad weather comes? So I would like to talk to an expert on that. I figure think it
0: depends on the horse, too. Uh, you know, some of them are just like dogs; they go nuts when there's bad weather, and others stand out in the middle of it and don't care and just keep eating.
1: Yeah, so it's an individual response. Yeah, but I'd be interested to know that, and, and you know, watch for signs and see what to do. But I was like, geez, I wouldn't even know. I, I wouldn't know what to do for them, right? Except maybe lock them in. Yeah, and that's
0: maybe not the best idea either. You know, exactly. there's, there's two sides to that camp. One says leave them out, let them fend for themselves. That's what nature has taught them to do. Right. And then this, you know, the second side it says, "Oh no, put them in." But what happens? A barn collapses on top of them. I, exactly. mean, I mean, we well, always, barn, to be honest, because
1: I live in in hurricane zone, my barn had to be built with special hurricane clips and uh, footings. Uh, Oh, yeah. Any new construction, any addition shed, anything that you put on has to meet certain hurricane code Which would probably
0: help with the straight winds of a hurricane, but not so much with a tornado.
1: It, yeah, nothing's yeah. going to help with that. Right. So. I, mean,
0: I I got to tell you one story. Last night we were watching, uh, they were actually showing, if you haven't been watching the Weather Channel, watch it, because the tornado hunters were actually feeding their uh, feeds from their cars live back, showing the tornadoes as they happened. And they had one uh, helicopter that was up that was showing this tornado going through. And it, it was it was amazing how close they could get to see the houses just being destroyed as it happened. And he flew then back a couple minutes later after it was out and showed the house. It was a slab. The house was completely gone. And these people were coming up through the sticks. What looked like they were coming out of the ground. They were. They were coming out of their storm shelter. But the house had landed on top of the storm shelter, so all you saw was this whole family coming up through the sticks. Oh my god. It was a it was an incredible sight. It was just, you know, just heartbreaking and incredible and surreal all at the same time.
1: Well, we're gonna we're gonna pray for some better weather in the next couple of weeks and I don't know. (laughs) It's all you can do.
0: Yeah, I know. It's really
1: all you can do and, and help out, you know, any of our fellow horsemen and women who might be in need. Yeah, well, let's... Um, let's. Uh, oh, we have good things go to talk here. about today. Yep. Good let's, things. Good
0: things, that's correct. Yes,
1: we let's, have good things. We're going to have um, a very special guest with us today, a fellow by the name of Jim Masterson, who is um, he's a professional equine massage therapist and the founder of something called the Masterson Method, which is a totally unique method or unique approach to equine body work. Um, and we're going to hear from him about why he thinks this method is better than those out there and how it can be really beneficial to both the pleasure and performance horse. So we're going to talk to Jim in a few minutes.
0: And that's the Masterson method, huh? Yes, sir. Pretty cool.
1: Yeah. I have one of his DVDs. In fact, Jennifer gave it to me for Christmas one year and, uh, I fell in love with it and used some of the techniques on Zeke, um, and was like, oh, my God, this really works. Oh, my God. <laughs> Which, now, I told this to you yesterday on the Tack and Habit show. But we had the dentist out recently to do both my horse's teeth. And the dentist was the first, first professional who's put his hands on my horse that had the nerve to tell me <laughs> my horse was 10 years older than everyone thought he was. Huh. Yeah. Well, I, he says he, he puts Zeke at, Definitely over 25.
0: I know, and that's Possibly
1: 27. I have a hard time with 27, but um, I went and did a little more research online, and after looking at his teeth, um, I, I could definitely see how he could be at least 24, 25, and not 17. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no matter how old he is, he still appreciates a good rubdown.
0: Well, you know now you'll know. I mean, now at least you, you you'll know what you know what his age is, and that that helps you you know a little uh, be a little more giving and caregiving what you give him. I know you said you were starting oh. him on uh, starting him on a different feed too, and
1: yeah, I mean he's I, it, it just actually I'm not going to change anything that I do because I still I don't want to say I baby him, but I take very good care of him. I'm just going to change how I feel about myself. You know, I'm more right. confident in, looking at him he looks great for a 25 year old horse, you know, he not so great for maybe a 17 year old horse, but pretty darn good for a 25 year old. So I'm starting to forgive myself a little bit for maybe having trouble keeping weight on him or, you know, some of the little things that I I think I can do better. It actually makes a lot of sense because he's quite the senior horse. You know, he's not middle aged. He's quite the senior horse.
0: Although they can live a long time. We've had horses live to 35 and ponies live to 45. So
1: I hope he does because he is the best family pet we've ever had. Cool. Well,
0: that's saying a lot because you've had a lot of cool pets. Over there. Oh, yes. You yes. definitely have. Well, let's take a break for for our, our commercial, and then we'll come back and we'll uh, we'll get Jim Masterson on the line here. and We'll talk a little bit about uh, his method and why it's different than everybody else's when it comes to equine massage. I could use a massage, by the way. <laughs> Me too. I'm sitting here on my ball, my back hurts, and it's like, yeah, I could use a massage. But anyway, I'm sure that doesn't really matter right now. Let's talk about Uncle Jimmy's. You know, Uncle all Jimmy's right. makes some fantastic products. All you have to do is go to uncle jimmyscom and you'll see all the different stuff he makes. And he's a heck of a marketer. I mean, what other person other than Uncle Jimmy would be brave enough to have products called his hanging balls and his... Oh, how about... How about licky some of his squeezy buns and his licky things? And now he has a sugar-free hanging ball. So you can uh, do right by your horse by not adding all that extra sugar with the molasses and everything. He actually has a sugar-free. And that was quite a challenge because it's the molasses and the sugary substance that actually holds most treats together. Right, And keeps them solid. Well, he had to find a way to do that without all the sugar, and he did. So that's the uh, newest product is the sugar-free Uncle Jimmy's Hanging Balls. You hang in your stalls, it relieves boredom. It's a boredom buster. They like it. It's fun to uh, chew on. It gives them a treat. And it takes them a long time to eat it because it's just hanging in their stalls. So they play with it. It just gives them something to do. It sure beats cribbing.
1: It sure beats cribbing. You're right. And, and... It sure beats him from going stir-crazy.
0: Yes. And driving you nuts and everybody else nuts and kicking the stalls and having to replace the boards, which is what horse husbands have to do. Well,
1: here's the thing that I really, really like about Uncle Jimmy's products. Or Uncle Jimmy's is the, the business is that not only does he make fun stuff, but it's innovative. You know, he's not just sitting around pushing the same old, same old. He's really thinking about ways to make your horse's life happier and therefore your life happier. So... Fun and innovative. That's what I would say. Uncle Jimmy's brand products are fun and innovative. Although uh, he says horsing around is our middle name. <laughs> but that's Uncle Jimmy. You, if you have
0: chickens, you have to get the pecker wrecker, too. And I'm going to tell stop. you about that. You have to go there and check that one out. Uncle Jimmy's pecker wrecker. you got to find out get about chicken. that if you have chickens. Are you?
1: get chickens yes. oh you're gonna have
0: to call uncle jimmy and get some pecker records
1: i know we'll have to get hanging balls lucky things pecker records and squeezy buns we have squeezy buns i just need to get the rest of this time
0: this all particular right. advertiser couldn't be more perfect for the stable scoop show
1: I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know uncle-jimmys.com all right let's get to our guest so up next we have jim masterson as i said he's a professional equine massage therapist and the founder of the masterson method which is a unique method of equine body work that recognizes and then follows the visual responses of the horse to touch. And that's in order to find and then release any accumulated muscle and structural stress in key parts of the horse's body, and typically those that are most affect or that most affect the horse's performance. Now, uh, Jim's been around the block. He was the equine massage therapist for the U.S. endurance team at the 2006 and 2010 FEI World Equestrian Games and also the 2008 World Endurance Championships in Malaysia. So he uses his method on both U.S. and international horses in FEI Grand Prix, Nations Cup, Pan Am, and World Cup show jumping events, as well as on USET driving horses and jumping teams. Right now, he travels around the world teaching the Masterson Method to equine massage practitioners and horse owners. So, a warm welcome to Jim. Welcome.
2: I'm happy to be here. Or be now,
1: here. We are. Uh, <laughs> Glenn G- and I are G- sp- Jim's
0: just happy to be somewhere.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be somewhere <laughs> and talking to you guys. Okay.
1: F- <laughs> floating around in the ethos. You know what? That's what we do. Glenn sits on a ball. I spin around in my chair. You know, he could be anywhere. In fact, we both of us could use a good massage right now. Yeah,
0: I could use that.
1: But, you know, there's there's something serious that you you focus on and that you teach, and this is a very unique method, your own method of um, equine body work or massage. Tell us a little bit about or what's the foundation of the Masterson method and why is this different than the other methods that are out there for equine massage?
2: Okay, so I guess I'll – should I start at the beginning? Sure. Because yeah, uh, it just kind of developed itself um, – I wasn't trained in massage or really didn't have any interest in in massage other than getting one now and again, Um, but um, I was working on the hunter-jumper show circuit as a groom, and I was working for a a show barn that's near where I live here, and I would haul their horses to the shows and groom at the shows for the trainer, and um, there was uh, this guy, an old horse chiropractor from New Zealand. He lived in California, but he'd been doing it for like 40 years. And every once in a while, the vets, uh, a couple of the vets in particular, would bring him in to work on their clients' horses. You know, either I remember he would come in to work on our barn horses in at Lexington at the show and down in Wellington, Florida. And just I, I was really intrigued by what he was doing. He was getting, making these huge changes in the horse with these very kind of. He used pretty forceful techniques, but he he would pay close attention to the horse uh, to see if they were working or not. You know, he would do an adjustment and then he. He'd watch to see what the horse had to say, you know, it would start yawning repeatedly and shaking its head or, or shift light, leg to leg, and then he, the all of the riders and trainers were just kind of in awe of this guy, because he could do such amazing things, so I became interested in it, And um, but I wasn't trained in anything, and I really uh, didn't want to use the forceful techniques he was using, because you have to probably do it for 40 years before you get good at it, so... Um, so I started just messing around um, lightly with the horses, and there were, you know, we'd have these ladies come in and massage the horses at a couple of shows, and I I noticed the horses would give these really subtle responses to really light touch. So I started started just messing with it. For example, these ladies would do go down the bladder meridian very lightly, just to relax the horse, just kind of lightly run their hand down, and and I would notice the horse would blink at certain points or his lips would twitch. So I started messing with it, <clears throat> and I realized that if I Went very lightly down this same bladder meridian, or actually anywhere on the horse. At certain points, the horse would give a really subtle response, like a blink or twitch. And since I wasn't trained to start massaging that area, the horse was saying something was there, obviously. If you went over it again, he would blink at the exact same spot. I wasn't trained to do anything about uh, massage or anything. I would just rest, I just tried resting my hand there lightly, just barely touching the horse, and they would start to give the same responses that they would give this New Zealand guy that used to use, you know, uh, stronger techniques. And so I just kind of went with that and it turned into this method. I would start to apply movement and I'd study the anatomy and I'd, I'd see what how things were moving around in the skeleton there and I would start asking for movement in the same kind of way of the horse kind of yielding to it and, and following his responses and it turned into this, this method of body work that was effective. You know, I started practicing in the hunter that high competitive show world. And so I got feedback, a lot of good feedback, and it turned into something that works, one, and two, that it's a lot of fun to do because you get a lot of feedback. There's an interaction with the horse.
1: That's so what I it, find the most interesting is the feedback. So you, you essentially through very acute observation have learned to understand where it hurts. So they're telling you where, the, where there are spots on their bodies that need massage. And it sounds to me a little bit like um, maybe trigger point therapy in humans. Would you sit- the
2: same, I think trigger point therapy, there's a little more pressure used. And, and as a human, we understand, you know, and uh, we get worked on. And if it hurts a little bit, we know it's helping. But uh, the horse, if you start to apply pressure on something that hurts, the ho- horse just blocks it out. So you can mechanically get in there and move muscle fibers around or, or use pressure, but the horse is blocking it out. Or you can back off and the oh. horse will release. It's, that's the other part is, is you stay under the horse. You learn by reading the responses how to stay under the horse's radar under that point at which he'll start to brace internally. And you, if, you, if you stay under that, the horse will actually release the tension on his own.
1: Oh, so he becomes your partner in the treatment.
2: Yeah he's not just telling you what's going on. He's starting to do it because you're staying under that. They're, they survive by blocking out pain and not showing lameness or otherwise they're, their right um, they lunch, right? Their lunch. Right. Uh, uh, right. Right. Show it. And if you find it and you push on it, they internally brace against it. If you find it and you back off, they let that tension go. I love
1: it. I can't wait to go out and put my hands on my horse. <laughs> you
2: have the DVD?
1: I do. I have your first DVD, which Glenn's wife gave to me uh, a few years ago for Christmas. And, you know, I barely got the plastic off and popped it in the the DVD player. And, um, you know, I was down at the barn that night at like 1130 at night. Uh, You know, of course, I I barely watched it, but I I, you know rushed out to try these things. And, of course, I got one or two nice responses. And I was so excited um, that I was more excited that I was able to – see his responses not uh, so much that i could find out you know that i could massage the problem away but that i saw the same responses that you were talking about yeah. uh, in the video
2: yeah, we kind of think of horses traditionally as big strong you know forceful animals but they're they're much more sensitive and uh, subtle in their body language than we are because that's how they survive they don't have much of a vocal vocabulary so they're very subtle and sensitive and and um in their body language. So once you learn to kind of back off and pay attention, they'll not only tell you what's going on, but they'll start to actually participate. You know, you
0: know it's interesting because uh, a couple of weeks ago we had uh, Wendy Ying on, Dr. Ying, who is a, she practices, she's a vet, but she also practices traditional Chinese medicine. And I see some correlations there in that uh, what you're doing and what she's doing really pays more attention to the horse and the horses, uh, you know, reactions and emotions and, and everything else. Um, uh, I, I just see some correlations there. And it's interesting that we're having you on so soon after her.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I see a, a dangerous pattern developing in here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're getting serious. That's, that's something yeah. we don't try and do. too uh, we'll often. We'll fix that show. in the next yeah, episode. Next <laughs> week we'll talk about <laughs> we'll have some clowns stupid.
1: on. What, so, <laughs> <that> when you <laughs> have, when Go you're on. working with, with, obviously, you know, we all hear that, um, so many horses are so different. They're they're so individual. Um, and when you are when you first meet a horse and you put your hands on him or her and you're you're feeling around, um, are there a set of responses or points in the general horse population that you find are there for everyone or most horses? You know, yeah. are there some things you can pretty much count on?
2: And what yeah, are there, they? There are some areas that that like um, most horses they'll hold tension in the pole in the pole area. Um, and it can come from sore, soreness other, in other places in the body. For example, sore feet will show up in the pole. Uh, tension, sore back will show up on another area on the top of the pole. So, and also just emotional tension. Horses hold tension in the pole, and they have trouble releasing it. So, and it's a very sensitive area. So most horses, there are certain spots that you can find a response from almost every horse, even if it's a really, really subtle, like eyelids moves or lips twitch. Uh, and then there's other horses that are very expressive, and you don't even have to even touch them. You just put your hand over the area without even touching them, and they'll start to relieve tension. So there are di- horses that are different. Their body types are different, and their personalities are different. But there's those common common things.
1: And what about um, in the jaw? Like, or, no, let me back up for a minute. What about certain breeds? like? um oh, yeah. I, my my little quarter horse tends to he gets really tense in the jaw and the, the shoulders. He he's sort of like that's where he will tense up. are there do do certain breeds actually tense up in particular areas?
2: Oh yeah. Well they'll they'll express themselves in different ways. For example, quarter horses are, are they're pretty they can be pretty expressive or pretty stoic. Um but and the warm bloods I work on I find them very expressive. But for example, Frisians, you might as well be, you know, they don't show you anything, so you really have to pay close attention. Uh, and,
0: oh, isn't that um, interesting?
1: Yeah, that is.
2: Frisians and um, the, like halflingers and the small draft breeds, all very, very stoic. So you really pay close attention when you're, and you be very light. See, if you push hard, that's those humans are, are instinctively we want to do more. So, you'll be going over a very stoic horse and you think, this isn't working, I'm going to push well,
0: harder. And you tend to want to push harder because of drafts anyway. Yeah. You know?
2: yeah. The trick is if you're push- touching, like, say you're touching, going down the neck, the vertebra of the neck, with putting about just like the, I call it egg yolk pressure, the amount of pressure you it takes to kind of push an egg yolk, which isn't much. And, um, you don't get anything you want to push harder you got to back off with those more stoic horses because they're, they're so good at blocking it out so you're using egg yolk pressure you're not getting anything if you soften your hand to what i call air gap which is barely touching the hair you'll probably get a response
0: now mm-hmm. how about you know i think that that's very interesting you work on a lot of arabs because you do the endurance are they just super sensitive
2: they're they're sensitive uh they can also be pretty guard. I mean, they're 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 really smart. They're thinkers. So they they, <laughs> for example, they have a lot of tension in the pole just because they are always thinking. But um, they can be pretty expressive once they start to once you break through the ice. At first, they're a little bit guarded, but then once you break through the ice, you, they can't you, they can't cover it up.
0: Hey, I, I, yeah.
1: hey, that hey, is Jim? pie, exactly. Well, that and is-
0: I was just oh, going to yeah. say, I've dated some girls like that. Um,
2: <laughs> so, were they
1: Arabian? <laughs> <laughs> they better be and not saddlebreds.
0: <laughs> uh. <laughs> it's a long time ago, Jim. <laughs> uh,
1: I have a, a national show horse and Arabian saddlebred and um he is exactly that. He's very guarded at first, always thinking, but as soon as he figures out what you want to do, he's extremely expressive. And you can put your hands anywhere on this horse and he appreciates it. He will tell you exactly what he needs and, and will then I mean audibly and physically release so much that he just hangs there
2: yeah so yeah so different breeds there are different body types and personalities you know with different breeds
1: what about the hot thoroughbred mares don't touch me don't touch me
2: they're going to be very expressive right off the bat (laughs) there's no you know they're just expressive but this that's the other value of this is once they find out they say don't touch me don't touch me they find out you're not touching them (laughs) They're okay with it, you know. Once they find out you're not gonna do anything, then they'll relax. For mm-hmm. the most, part. Now, there's always the really high strung horse that that um that is, you know, it's just a constant reassuring them, or they have to, you know, they'll get used to it, and then like five minutes later, they forgot it. So, but uh, my my point is, like with a very hot, uh, high strung horse, um, when you find some area where they have discomfort if they think you're going to push on it or they're going to they're going to you know tell you to get away from it but once they realize that you're not pushing on it that then they they accept it and they relax
1: now you one of the things that you offer um as you travel around the the country and the world is um training courses for other people to use your method um do you are these mostly for other uh, equine massage therapists is it for just the well, average joe
2: we we do both we do uh we have weekend seminars that we travel around and give weekend seminars and that's for horse owners for horse lovers a lot of therapists come and take it massage therapists or other types of therapists come and take it because they like what they what they see and they want to come and either learn a few more tricks or just see if it's for them and then if they want to learn more then we have a a, a 5 day advanced course and then we have a certification process for people that want to go on and get certified in my techniques. And that's basically all it is. It's not like you're not, you know, it's not like a, a, mas- a government thing that you're certified. It's just that I certify that you learned my techniques. So it's a certification course in the Masters and Method techniques.
1: Right. Now, how do you find uh, that folks take to the method? Is it something that they uh, absorb and learn easily and then they, they could almost apply immediately? Or are there some challenges to... Um, to sort of letting go. I mean, I, I have this image in my mind of not wanting to rub hard and put yeah. pressure. Actually, how, do, how do your students take to this?
2: Yeah, everybody gets it. Like the the weekend course, it's like everybody gets it. It's just that when uh the when massage therapists come, th- that I kind of have a joke that I have to walk around with a ruler, and if I see him pushing, I whack I have to whack him on the hand <laughs> with the ruler. <laughs> They're the ones that are already trained, you know. If they find something that they think, I got to get that out. it's hard for them not to. But once they get that, they're really, really good at it, you know. And so it is kind of, it's very easy to learn. It just kind of switches the way you not only think but you react when you're working with the horse.
0: All right, we, uh, Jim, we're going to be back with uh, to talk to you some more about about this fascinating topic and. We're going to do that right after this commercial with Equestrian Collections. Hi, Glenn the Geek here. One of the reasons I am so proud to have Equestrian Collections as a sponsor on the Horse Radio Network is they are one of the most innovative companies in the equine retail world. Their website is so easy to get around and offers so much for the shopper. One of those things it offers is numerous online catalogs. Flip through the pages just like a real catalog. Find something you like. Click on it and buy it immediately. One of the catalogs up there right now is the Summer Tent Sale Catalog loaded with savings. Five pages of savings. So you go to EquestrianCollections.com and click on the Tent Sale Catalog right there on the home page. And flip away, find stuff you like, and buy it right there off the catalog. It's so cool. That's something you can't do when you're sitting on your couch with a catalog. So you can check out all the different catalogs available at equestriancollections.com. And, you know, we always say it, but it's true. Equestrian Collections does provide the universe of equestrian shopping at your fingertips at a price you can afford. We're back. Uh, thank you to Equestrian Collections for their continued support of the Stable Scoop show. Well, Jim, what do you see? First of all, you didn't grow up wanting to be a massage therapist. You got into this... uh, in a roundabout way. Um, it has to be sad. I always thought with the massage therapists, you know, like like veterinarians and like other uh, providers like yourself, it has to be gratifying work. You're working with the endurance team. You're seeing your results happen immediately.
2: Well, yeah, that is a kind of a neat thing about it. And I think that's why people like it and want to learn it because there's a little interaction there with the horse. It's, you can see what's happening as you're doing it as well as afterwards, you know. So that's the fun part of it.
0: And the endurance team—I mean, if there's any horses that need massages, there you go. Hundred yeah. miles in a day—I'd need a massage too. <laughs> yeah. uh, what do you see special issues with the horses that are in uh, competing endurance that you don't see in other horses?
2: Oh yeah, different sports—you know, stuff that shows up in different different areas in general. You know, um, endurance horses have a lot going on behind. You know and and as Arabs, they hold a lot of tension in the pole anyway, so you know they can and, and the backs are a big issue with endurance horses so um with uh, warm bloods I work on a lot of um, jumpers and hunter jumpers there's you'd think there would be more hind end issues, but there's a lot of front end issues they're big heavy horses um, they, mm. they on their front feet they a lot of them are in the stall most of the time so they don't get to move around a lot which is hard on the Hard on the feet, and and when it's hard when some stuff's going on in the feet, it shows up in the body. So um, different areas. Dressage horses usually tight in the sacrum behind, and tight in the pole and the jaw in front. You know, just in so general, and this, all the other stuff that can be going on due to uh, due to feet, due to saddle, due to bits, due to teeth. You know, whatever.
1: Now, how long typically? Once you identify, let's say, a spot on the the sacrum, and in particular, like the SI area um and the, the horse tells you or he releases is that all usually that's required or do you ever see a time where you do need to actually get in there and manipulate and work with the muscle fibers oh and, and- so, yeah
2: so, so sometimes so there's not a whole lot of actual mus- muscle massage with this method there's a lot of movement and um and other techniques to get things to release but you know there's are some areas where you do massage behind the pole when we get the head down we can massage behind the pole um, the gluteal muscles but the main thing that works the, the, with this method that we do is one we get the horse to first uh, relax, let us in and start working with us and then when we get something soft and relaxed we ask for movement in a, in a relaxed state so for example Um, the hip joint behind, you know, the gluteal muscle attaches there. It's a big area where tension accumulates. So when you first, you get that area softened up with some points and different techniques. And then if you move that, the leg through its range of motion in a relaxed state, it releases tension. Just moving that joint through the movement in a relaxed state releases tension in uh, all the muscles that connect to it. So, you don't have to do a lot of massaging if the horse lets the tension go if you find that there's something still stuck you know not letting go in there or there's adhesion, then that's the time to go and massage after the horse has released all of the tension that it can
1: mm. now do you ever work in conjunction with an equine chiropractor how do, um, do you tag team does how does that work or does well, it?
2: i don't i don't i I mean a lot of clients have chiropractors that work on their horses and mm. and I mean and a lot of them report that it's a lot easier to work on the horse after after they've been worked on with this method. Either mm-hmm. me or my students, you know, they have their are my certification people that are certified. They they always report that oh well the chiropractor keeps saying there's there is not a whole lot to do on this horse. So a lot of that tension releases. But if there is still an adjustment to do, it's much easier for them after they've been worked on. I don't work in conjunction with with. Uh, with chiropractors myself, but I do have clients who have chiropractors that work on their horses.
1: Right. So it might be, I mean, I try to tag team those two appointments if I know that, because I do know that my chiropractor has said that after my horse has been massaged, um, his chiropractic adjustments are so much more effective and longer lasting. So I know that if I've got one coming out, I tag team the other one, and then my horse is really happy (laughs) in the next couple of months.
2: Quite a few uh, of my certification people that say that they do that with their clients, or their clients will do that too. Okay, great. It's the, the most bang for your buck, I guess.
1: Yeah, because you know, I mean, it's you have somebody who specialize in, specializes in a different service or treatment of the horse's body that, and yet we have to, we kind of have to take the whole horse into account. And a lot of times, it's left up to us, the owners, you know, to um, to create that whole treatment plan. Um and I really like the way the chiropractic care works in conjunction with this kind of body work. But that's just me. Yeah. Glenn, what do you think? You're, you're smart.
0: <laughs> I always agree with Helena
1: because <laughs> you're smart too. <laughs> well, I'm I'm really excited. I know that you have another a second DVD out. Is that true? No, we're working on one uh, okay. during the new one. All right. So you have the one that's out right now is called what is it called?
2: Oh, where the, can you find it? The Masterson Method for performance horses. Okay. And then uh, we have DVDs that when that we that we give students uh, when they take the seminar, uh, or we sell to students after they've taken the seminar, or if they're in the the advanced course. So there are other DVDs, but they're kind of training um, training materials. Okay. For people well, that are they're already You know, we don't want. So it's kind of like. Um, you kind of have to learn the basics before you go to the next step.
0: Now, you have a newsletter, it says, on your website also? Uh-huh. Okay, so people can sign up for that. And the website is MastersonMethod.com, and there's all kinds of good stuff on there as well. It has your schedule on there. Uh, it, they can buy
2: the DVD there. Uh, and right. it has, you know, it, I mean, people answer the question and answers. It's got a lot of good stuff.
1: Yeah, there's a forum and everything. This is really there's good. A link to and do
2: video clips. Like we have a YouTube station. You know, you go, on, you go on YouTube and see lots of video clips of. It's not just me talking. You know, it's actually showing you how to do stuff. And um, so there's a lot, a lot of stuff that we're, we we tr- we want to make available for people to just kind of learn a little bit of, and just do some of it too. You know.
1: Well, you know, it's it's when I had first put your was first watching your DVD, um, you know, sitting sitting there, and my husband just happened to be walking through the room, and it was the kind of thing where it caught his eye, and he stopped and stood there for a minute and watched, and then the next minute he sat down, and then the next minute he started asking questions. So it's really, I think it's it is so easy to see to watch you explain visually, and then see it actually happening on video um, is it's. It's amazing. It's absolutely enthralling and even for the non horsey person. So Glenn, you know, this might be a good uh, horse husband gift.
0: Oh so <laughs> Well, there instead you go. of mucking
1: stalls, a you can horse- go out there and yeah. work on our horses. A whole that's new right. uh, a whole new market. Yeah,
2: that's true. You might be a little more enthusiastic about the horse the horse stuff. <laughs> your horse your horse habit.
0: Uh. All right. Well thank you, Jim. We appreciate it. That's the Masterson Method at MastersonMethod.com
2: yeah and go on there and see what we have and um, if you're interested in we might have a seminar that's near you or we, or if you're interested in hosting a seminar, that's kind of how it works. people they see they get the video, they see what it is they say oh i want to I want to organize a seminar so that's kind of how it works and it's um, it's fun it's, and it's interactive you know everything's interactive nowadays, Why not the horse?
0: Well and I can tell by your schedule that you don't like to be home much, so if you'd like to help him out with that, um, you can schedule your own seminar.
2: Oh, well, I like to be on, but we're, actually, we have instructors now, too, so it's good, you know, people are, are wanting to learn it, so.
1: And there's, a, I'm guessing that there's a place on your website where you can find a certified instructor in your area, right? Yes, uh-huh. Okay, good. Uh, I mean, all right. right,
2: thank yeah. you, Jim. Yeah.
1: Well, thank thanks you very a lot. much.
0: That was very interesting.
1: That was interesting, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know,
0: it's a little different, <laughs> so... You know, but you I, have,
1: have, I, I mean, I, I, I've done his method on my horses. I'm obviously like the hack method, you know, <laughs> the sort of the, the layman's version of it. And it definitely works. I can definitely, definitely see the horses release the tension in that specific area. But um, I still think that they need a good rub down, too.
0: Right, right. I, I, I still I,
1: think, I, you know, the physical manipulation of the muscles is helpful, too.
0: Yeah, you know, when I want to massage, I still want them to touch my muscles.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Like Get in there and dig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although I
0: don't like it, you know, when they do it so to, too hard. You know, I yeah. always like the medium muscle guy, you know. Just, I don't want to be in pain the whole time.
1: Right. That's, you know? There are some, like, you know. I do want to
0: enjoy it a little, too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the Arnold Schwarzenegger of massage therapists. <laughs> Roll over. <laughs>
0: Hey, uh, uh wanted to remind everybody that uh, you can listen to all our other shows. You can just go to horseradionetwork.com. And I don't know if you had a chance. You're at your computer right now, aren't you? Yes. Go to the Horses in the Morning Facebook page. Uh, a couple days ago, we did a show where we had some guests on. They, uh, there's a new magazine that's right up your alley called Dirt Road Daughters Magazine.
1: I saw that, and then there's a picture of Jamie in her pajamas. Did you see
0: her pajamas? <laughs> well, the Dirt Road Daughters people, Magazine people said, had a little chat with my editorial team, and we all agree there will be a page in the premiere issue featuring the Cowgirls Feed and PJs crew. Ah! Uh, Jamie, can you email me this pic? So, Jamie's going to be in the first edition of Dirt Road Daughters magazine.
1: Woo-hoo! It's fabulous. It's for, and because she's standing in the dirt in her wellies and her jammies. She was a
0: little offended when I asked her if it was a porn magazine, because it kind of sounds like that. Dirt and then you go there, and this hey, picture... who this was offended? Good,
1: the editor?
0: Yeah. She was kind of offended. Oh, yeah! And she said, I never thought about that. I said, it says Dirt Road Daughters. I mean... <laughs> I said, you, you're going to get a lot of traffic. You're going to oh, get a lot of traffic.
1: I, I hope you weren't considering asking them to advertise. <laughs> Moron. <laughs> she was very consider. She actually,
0: I think she actually enjoyed. We had a lot of fun. She was very sweet. Good. Okay. And it's going to be a magazine all about fashion and things for for cowgirls <laughs> and farm girls and things like that. Uh, and you know, if you go to their website, though, it looks it's you know they got it's the pretty really girl cute. on it and. Uh, and the first magazine's supposed to be out in the fall, so I told her we're going to do a special episode of the Horses in the Morning Show with with uh, with people who were in the first magazine. And now Jamie, you'll have to be on.
1: All right, I love having Jamie on. <laughs> How
0: do you like her Superman PJs?
1: I love them. I love them. I mean, <laughs> if you
0: want to know what we're talking about, just go to the Horses in the Morning uh, Facebook page and scroll down, and you'll see uh, Jamie. She can and her go PJs. out looking
1: like that. See, I have to wear a robe because I'm in New England, so I go out there in my <laughs> pajamas, my boots, and my bathrobe. <laughs> And I don't care. My whole, the whole neighborhood can see me, and I don't care. <laughs> now
0: we're going to need a picture of that on our page. <laughs> that's how Jamie... Uh, and then something else happened the other morning, too, that same morning. Uh, it came up that I've... Have you, you... I guess you've read Black Beauty, huh?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: well, apparently Jennifer and I never have. And uh, Jamie just thinks that's an ultimate sin. So starting next Monday, she is going to read a page or two of Black Beauty every day. Wow! On the show, we're going to have an audible reading of Black Beauty. Gotta say, I looked at the first paragraph and it bored me already. So we'll see how that goes.
1: Just yeah, I know it has to. But you're an audible book guy, so just this is your own audible book.
0: I guess yeah, personally read to me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what more can you ask? for?
0: I guess I'll just snooze through that section. All right, that's about it, Helena. Uh, don't forget Tack and Habit. We did it a good Tack and Habit show this week. We had some fun. We learned all about bamboo products. We Bamboo's the latest craze, and the, making things out of bamboo. And,
1: and we like, actually had a guest. We didn't offend. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we don't know. Yeah,
1: <laughs> we don't know yet. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, definitely check out Tack and Habit. It's pretty good. It's, it's actually very good. We, we learned a lot. What was my product again?
0: Oh, you did a, a really cool hat.
1: Oh, right. Really I want cool that A really cool
0: cowboy, cowgirl hat. hat.
1: That, yeah.
0: The leather one, really nice. I don't think it would look great on you, actually.
1: Yeah, and I have a great dress that I could go with and boots that would match. Well, and don't forget matched.
0: to tune into to Tack and Have to learn all about Helena's perky jerky this week.
1: Mm, yum. Yum. <laughs> no.
0: Speaking of which, I'm hungry. Let's go. All
1: right, let's go. We'll be back next week with... Something uh, cool
0: we'll be with a you know another great show.
1: Okay, over and out. The pilot to go. Pilot.